when I was 12, my family moved from Las Vegas to Oregon. And if you guys watch our videos, you know that my dad framed houses in Vegas. That's really where he kind of cut his teeth as, as a carpenter and got a lot of miles on his on his tools and and learned. I think he knew all of the moves and how it worked before, but he got the production, you know, super high speed kind of um, muscle memory um, aspects to it locked in there. And so we're I was 12 when the family moved back to Oregon. So I was a kid, but I wasn't a tiny kid. And it there were a lot of aspects to that move that were um, memorable because think about it. First of all, just the scenery. I mean, Las Vegas and Oregon are completely different color. <laughs> one's brown and clay khaki. The other one's just green. And the weather is of course, is of course different and the people are different and, and everything about it was different. And so when I was 12 here, I felt like my eyes were just like wide open, like, wow, this is totally different. One very memorable example of this, two things happen on this day. Um, and this, this is relevant to the interview that we'll be talking about here. Um, when we moved here, my mom and dad were into horses when they were kids and you know, they're those, they were, um, had had them a lot. And so when we moved back, they got a horse and that was new to me. And I was like, Oh wow. Okay. I, I wasn't super interested, but my sister was. And I remember very clearly the day when they had the farrier, Sam Lee come out to put new shoes on this horse. And it must've been a Saturday because I happened to be there kind of watching this go down. And I remember really feeling like the wild West was alive. Like this guy pulled, you know, an anvil out and he was banging horses, horse uh, shoes on this horse. And I, at that point had just kind of been a Las Vegas kid, you know, riding bikes and playing at parks. And so I was like, wow, I didn't realize that this was a thing like this, but the guy doing it, Sam Lee was, he was probably mid thirties at the time, maybe, maybe late thirties, but I think more mid thirties and exactly what you would imagine a farrier to be so strong and, and wiry, not wiry, like, like skinny, just lean and had that, like that cowboy strength. And you, you probably have to, when you're a farrier, cause he's moving this horse around and, you know, has it in these like holds to get his foot up. And, and I was really impressed and he was about the, probably the same age as my dad. And of course I was always impressed by my dad also. And my dad was there, which it brings me to the other thing that was very memorable on this day. My dad had just gotten maybe that very day, new carpenter bags. They are the same ones he wears today, um, the occidental bags. And he was, um, chatting with Sam and he, he had them out and he was kind of, they were kind of joking around, but my dad was throwing them up and down and jumping on them, trying to kind of break them in and just making a funny point that he didn't like them being that new. He, I think at the time he was probably starting his, you know, contracting business and it definitely didn't look like he was an experienced carpenter with bags that new. So I'll never forget that, but he was kind of like stomping on them, just, you know, being silly, these brand new, beautiful carpenter bags. And, and I really admired these two guys kind of, um, different trades, but talking about their work and getting to know each other. And I stayed far away as I was instructed, because these horses are dangerous. Okay, so why am I telling you this? Well, about a month ago, we had Sam Lee in the shop here for a podcast, and he was sitting right here in this chair, and my dad was here, and something interesting happened in this interview. Now, over the course of the years that we've been doing Essential Craftsman, I've filmed 
my hard drive on my computer, I have over 30 terabytes of video footage. And for reference, one terabyte is about 500 hours of, of movie footage. So you can do the math. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of content. And I was quite proud of the fact that I have never lost or deleted any file, any uh, video file that I shot, which is quite surprising. You think how many times I've taken cards out and had to organize the footage, and I've never had a card fail. I've never had a camera get stolen. I never lost anything until this interview. And as you can see, I have the video footage, but I think it was just a mistake of my own. I deleted the audio before I was able to get it over to um, Brooke to edit it. So we don't have it. And that's really disappointing because Sam came to talk, and we'll do it again, so um, we'll, we'll cover this still, but Sam came to talk specifically about career because he was a farrier up until probably right about that exact moment where I saw him when I was 12, when he was mid to late 30s. Um, he, after that point, or I should say right around that point, he kind of realized that his body was not going to last forever at that pace, can only work with your hands and back so long, and that he needed to make a career change, and he did. He went back to school, and I'll, we'll have Sam tell the whole story, but um, the punchline today, Sam's a financial planner. He helps people with retirement planning. He's super successful. He does real estate development. He's He's involved with auctioneering. He's he does a lot of blacksmithing still, and even sells his work. Um, he's really uh, just a a beautiful example of someone at later in life making a career change, a major one. And we get a lot of emails and messages from people who would like to make career changes the other way. Maybe they're at a desk or an office programming or something, and they want to work with their hands because they see the videos, and it kind of. We, sometimes our videos and lots of videos, it romanticizes the work to make it seem like it's all just, you know, beautiful working with your hands out underneath the sun. And it doesn't show and the, a lot of the, the hard parts of the work is not reflected accurately. And so we get a lot of messages, people saying, hey, I'd like to start framing. I'm going to quit my, you know, my job doing this. And I, I understand why people make that change. I, th I think it it was nice to have Sam in here to talk about career changes the other direction, going from the trades into something less taxing on your body. Another reason it's sad to have lost the audio from this interview is because my dad was here, and he has a really interesting perspective on this as well. He's been in the trades his whole life, and he's had a career change recently over the last five years with Essential Craftsman. Um, maybe not so much in the day-to-day, because -day, he basically does the same work uh, as he did his whole career, but the you know it's, it's, it's certainly different than he expected, and it's not for clients in the exact same way. He's able to be a little more selective about what types of jobs he wants to do, like he's doing that shop for Ben and Amanda right now. This concept of kind of careers changing and making big new um, moves for lifestyle, I feel like for me, it's, it's, it's on my mind all the time. I've made a few big career changes in my life already, and I predict I'm going to make a few more. Things are not always like a, a black and white, like I'm going to go back to school or something, although it may be, but just a lot of times things evolve. And as you learn skills and as you work, you know, towards the end of a job or a project, like things just kind of evolve into the next step. And that's, I, I predict in my life, like I said, there'll be a few more of those. So I think about it a lot. And when you have a family, 
you think about it and there's a little more pressure involved because it's, it's no longer just, you know, what would satisfy or fulfill me, um, or what, what I like to do. You, you have the expectations and the needs of your family and the, your kids and your, your people. And so for, for us, you know, Allie and I making career decisions now, which we're doing, it is a little higher stakes than before. So it's, they're more serious conversations as they should be. But I, I, it's almost not making a career change or, or staying in one lane is a choice as well. You know, if you choose to just stay right where, well, that's also a choice which comes with its own risks and uncertainties. Everybody has to answer these questions themselves. And for me, I have found the, the very best place to get information and to help make decisions for myself is to talk and listen to guys like Sam and my dad who are a decade or two or three down the road talk about their career and their experience. It's not always, um, you know, perfect, like kind, like I could do the same thing, but hearing about people who made big moves and made changes at, at similar times of their life is comforting. You kind of take away that feeling of if they did it, then so can I. And I really like that. Topics and conversations like this are likely to come up more and more on the podcast in the future because it's what I'm thinking about and working on myself as Essential Craftsman continues to evolve and unfold and as my career takes twists and turns, um, it will come up. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I've, I've had a few transitions in my career already and I just turned 40. I predict the next decade there is going to be some kind of big change or new thing coming, you know, rolling towards me. I don't know exactly what it is yet, but I have a feeling when I look back at my 40s, it will be defined by my kids and my family and then by some aspect to my work that I don't totally know what it is yet. I don't think it's the podcast either. I feel like this is maybe we'll kind of lead or be a part of it, but I don't I don't particularly think that like this type of thing is going to be what I'm doing for day in, day out. So we'll get Sam back in. We will probably have him in a couple times because separate from this story about the career change, he has expertise on cattle and real estate and auctioneering and blacksmithing. And in addition to having lots of areas of expertise, he's a really, really good communicator. And he speaks clearly and he's super charismatic. There's a reason he's so successful and everybody in the community loves him. And so we will get him back to share some of that information with you guys. Thanks for uh, sticking with us on this. I hope you guys have a great week and we'll catch you next time.